that's not who you want to leave as Hershey knocks it down. Nayamori, Skywalker, hanging in the air for the deuce. Polarizes in and puts it back as he crashes to the ground. Landvik ahead, Central on the back end, plus the foul. Look at the speed by Landvik. To the rim, counting in the foul. Point lead to Buffalo, the hoop and the harm. What a ride it has been this season for the Northwestern men's basketball squad. He has been at it for a long, long time. There are not many things that this guy has not seen, but maybe a few new wrinkles this season for head coach of the Eagles, Tim Groves, joining us once again on the pod. Coach, thank you so much for making the time. My opening question for you, if I called this season so far a roller coaster for you guys, is that a fair way to describe it? Or would you use a different word? Um, I probably have some different words that come to mind, but uh, yeah, roller coaster definitely is a, is a great way to describe it. So obviously a great start, you know, first best start in school history at seven and oh, then obviously losing, I think it was seven straight uh, before we, before we won, you know, won that game. So definitely struggled in the middle, but are on the upswing now, you know, just winning our fifth straight um, up at Superior. Yeah, going back to that start when you start 7-0 and and then you, you do drop, I think it was 7, so you go back to 500. What was the locker room like at that time? Were guys at all, you know, maybe putting pressure on themselves? Were they able to kind of just keep their heads level? And, and what was that time like since it was such a unique start to the season? That's a great, great question. Um you know, obviously, um, started out great, confidence super high. Um, you know, losing those, those seven games in a row, I think, um, you know, definitely rattled probably our confidence a little bit. Um, and you kind of said, I mean, there's a great tradition, great history in this program. So we're not, you know, used to being in those spots of, you know, being, you know, 0 and 4 in the UMAC or, or 1 and 5 in the UMAC, um, you know. That day we played Northland, I mean, whoever won that was going to be in seventh place. So just some unique territory for us um, that we had to navigate through. But, you know, I think the guys did stay pretty steady, too. Um, you know, we have core values that really um, entrench us, that we keep focusing on, whether we're winning or losing, how we're playing. And I think the guys did a really good job of staying the course on those core values, um, continue to come and work hard. Um and then once we experience some success, you know, it, it's kind of snowball another way right now, which has been great. So, Coach, I know you had belief in your team the whole time, I'm sure, even though it was tough during the losing streak. But if you go back and you look at the midst of that losing streak going into early January versus where you are right now, what's the biggest difference, if you will, then versus where we are now in early February? Yeah, we just we just talked about that today after practice as we were watching film. You know, I just think the big difference, you know, early on, we were just we were so connected um, defensively and our intensity, you know, our, our work ethic was just really, really strong. I think in that losing streak, we just, you know, we just were not, to be honest, a very good defensive team. Um, you know, the effort wasn't what it needed to be. 
Um, the, the technique wasn't what it needed to be. Um, and I, I think we just, we got that back. You know, we just, we just are really guarding, um, much better now. We're much more connected. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're just working harder. You know, I won't say the guys weren't trying. I mean, that would be an overstatement, but it just, it wasn't quite up to our standard or what we needed it to be, um, through that streak. Um, and, and this year too, we haven't talked about this year, but the, you know, the UMAC is really, really good. You know, I mean, in my 24 years here, I think this is, you know, the best of, you know, one of the best, if not the best it's been the talent level. There's some amazing players in this league. So it's an unforgiving league too. If you're not at your best, I mean, it's going to show um, in the win and loss column. So, and then I think the other thing too, we just, you know, we've established our identity a little bit more offensively, gotten back to, um, you know, really moving the basketball, reversing it, trying to get paint touches, um, which has allowed us, I think, to run a little better offense too, uh, and not just settle for quick one-sided jump shots. So, you know, we really, really have preached, you know, trying to keep the ball out of the paint defensively and trying to get the ball in the paint or ball reversal offensively. And the guys have been doing a great job of that as of late. Yeah, we're certainly not knocking you for that start because, like you said, I mean, the UMAC is just at a different level than it's been, and you look at the standings and it reflects that. Speaking of players that have kind of made it that way, I mean, a guy like Hunter Nielsen, who you're going to have your hands full with this upcoming weekend, is one of those guys. I'm sure once he leaves the league, you're probably going to be happy not uh, having to worry about defending him. What what do you do against a guy like that and against a team like Bethany as you prepare for that game? They're so lethal offensively. How do you make sure that defense that, you know, you've started to play continues into a matchup against an offense like this? Yeah, no, they are. I mean, they are explosive and, and uh, yeah, they really have, you know, a lot of players that can really score in a variety of ways. So, you know, we're going to need to be really good, um, you know, keeping the ball out of the paint. Uh, Nielsen's obviously a great screen and, and rim run guy. Uh, so we need to do a great job of, of tagging him as he's rim running, trying to keep it out of there. Um, if it does go into him, you know, we're going to flood that paint really hard, try to get that ball out of there, but then obviously get back, you know, to Matson and Sage Dahl and, uh, you know, some of their shooters. So it's going to, I mean, it's going to require a great effort. I think our guys are very capable of it. Um, watching the game from Superior on, on Friday or Saturday, I'm sorry. You know, we were just, we were really getting places. We were making it really tough on them, uh, stunting at shooters you know, still getting back to our guys. So a great challenge, but like we've told the guys too, honestly, a great opportunity. You know, they're coming in 10-0. and 0. Um, You know, what a great chance for us. You know, I think they're won 11 in a row. We've won five in a row. So a, a great, great chance for us against, a, you know, the top team in UMAC at this point. Um, and, and to your point with like Nielsen, that's, you know, COVID too. You know, there are so many – on all these teams right now, there are so many COVID guys, fifth-year mm-hmm. guys. So the league is really old, really experienced, and and just a lot of lot of lot of high-end players right now in the UMAC. Coach, you touched on Superior a second ago, and that's what we saw last, and UMAC fans saw last for you guys this past Saturday, picking up that big win. What has made them so tough to beat? And if you want to, you know, push this to. What was the message to your guys? I mean, why didn't I have talked about it so much this year on the podcast? I mean, losing the last four to them, where it feels like almost every single time you're right there in the final minutes. Some of them have gone to overtime. Tournament game last year, they haven't gone your way down the stretch. 
you know, we talk about overall what has been different for you now versus then. How did you see that manifested last time you guys were out in a game that, you know, wide and I and others, some would call not the most aesthetically pleasing ball game at 55-45. But, hey, I know you love the defense. You've been talking about it. So what what were your biggest takeaways from that win on Saturday? Yeah, I, I did. And actually, as we watched the film, I mean, both teams, I mean, the one thing about Superior, and, and you guys know it from seeing them these years, I mean, they guard, you know, as hard as anybody. Uh, they're as physical as anybody. Um, so they're, they're a very hard team to score against. Um, so I think, you know, both coaches, both teams have similar philosophies as far as, you know, defending and rebounding, you know, making sure you're getting good shots, taking care of the ball. So that's why I do think when we play them, they tend to be a little bit lower scoring because I think they're similar philosophy. Um, you know, we offensively, I mean, the second half, we shot 50, you know, overall 50 from three, unfortunately 50 from the line, uh, which is, you know, we got to correct that. But, you know, we, we only had two turnovers in that second half, uh, which was the difference. You know, we had 10 in the first half, didn't take great care of the ball. So, you know, if we if we would have taken care of the ball better in the first half, I think, we, you know, would have hopefully been in the 60s at that point. But we knew it was going to be a hard-fought game and just a very, very physical game. So I thought our guys just responded very well to the physicality. Um, the job that, you know, Micah primarily guarded Walker, who's an unreal dude. I mean, held him to four points, you know, and some of our other guys, you know, great gap help, great spin help. But he had 36 the previous night against North Central. So, yeah, guys just locked in and just really bought into guarding hard, which – you know, again, it's a lower possession game. I mean, that's why it's a lower scoring game. It's not always because of bad offense. You know, it's because of good defense. You know, it creates a lower possession game because teams have to work that much harder, you know, just to get shots. And uh, they had a couple shot clock violations. We maybe had one, I think, too. So both teams really getting it after it defensively. You know, any season you deal with injuries and, and you get banged up. And, I mean, I think about North Central losing a guy like Cam Thomas and how much he meant to their program. And then they kind of turned it around and they started playing together. You guys just lost a guy recently in Parker Bainey, and now you guys have seemed to come together and band together. Is there anything to that when one of your, you know, members goes down, the other guy's just realizing, hey, it's time to pick up the slack there? I mean, can you speak to that at all? Yeah, I, I think there definitely is. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, both big losses for both teams. Um, and I do think guys, you know, hey, everyone's got to step their game up a little bit, uh, you know, to make up for that, for those losses. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's definitely, you know, truth in that statement, um, which the guys have done a, you know, a great job of. And obviously, you know, Parker's still a huge part, every practice, you know, every game traveling with us. So, you know, he's kind of become a, you know, a coach, you know, on the sidelines, on the bench, you know, telling guys what he's seen, encouraging mm-hmm. guys that way. So, you know, still, even though he's not on the court, still has a, a really big role, really big impact you know, on what we're trying to do as a team, too. We'll take you off the court here, Coach, for just a moment before we finish back on the court here. Special season for you outside of the wins and losses, and I say that because you have your daughter, Livy, who's now a senior captain for Coach Calls Club on the woman's side, for those who don't know that. And she's playing in her last season, and obviously that program's looking to do something special once more. But also on your own squad, I've heard you and past Northwestern players talk about how it's a family, a brotherhood, whatever term you want to put it on, not to you know compare you guys to Duke. But it is a tight group of guys, and you say it's a family, but then you have a connection now this season where you have a future son-in-law on the team who's one of your senior captains. 
So talk about that dynamic, both watching your daughter wrap up her collegiate career for the other Northwestern Hoop squad and then having Ryan Schneider on your club as well, being one of those leaders. Yeah, no, that's a great, great point, Ryan. Never would have thought I would recruit my future son-in-law at some point, but (laughs) I did work out that way and uh, couldn't be happier for for Ryan and Liv. Um, Can't wait for the wedding this summer. Uh, Ryan's outstanding young man and and uh yeah just thrilled for them and thrilled to welcome him into our family and just how happy uh he and Liv are for sure um and Ryan's you know hard worker team guy um you know it's been a big part of our success this year and will be moving forward uh it's been awesome to watch Liv obviously special to when I started here 24 years ago no kids uh, now I have a daughter who's a senior, you know, on our team graduating. And I have another daughter, Soph, who's a sophomore here at Northwestern. So what a blessing that has been in our, our life and our family's life. Um, love watching Liv play. Um, I always kind of tease. She listened to her dad too much growing up saying, you know, defend, rebound, don't turn it over. <laughs> um, and I'm proud of her. She plays that way. But uh, I'm, I'm glad Coach Call has got her to shoot a little bit more and uh, knock down some three balls. So. It's been so much fun watching her and the team and the success, you know, they've experienced all the years. She's been privileged to be part of the the women's program. Um, You know, just a tremendous run that they're on, right? Um, In in winning, you know, regular season titles and going to NCAA tournaments and National Christian College tournaments. So what a fun thing as a dad to be able to watch. And, uh, you know, Coach Cole, um, awesome dude. DP, Coach DP, Robbie, uh, all the coaches um, have just, I I see what they mean to my daughter and how they've impacted and invested in her life. So forever grateful uh, for the women's program, for Coach Call and what they've done for Liv and and how God's used that to impact her life. Coach Call teases me a little bit. He's like, well, she's got a COVID year. And I said, "Uh, she does. Her and Ryan need to figure out how to pay for that another year of school if she wants to come back. So so that's on them uh, if she chooses to come back. I've uh, I've done my due diligence with uh, four years of uh, my wife and I of contributing to her schooling. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. Great response all around, Coach. Love to hear that. My off-the-court question might get a little controversial because you're a Gopher fan. What are your thoughts on Ben Johnson? I've had my doubts about him. I'm a skepticism about him. But, I mean, they're winning a lot of games recently, so I guess I can't knock him for that. Yeah, no, they got it, they got it going. So, I mean, um, yeah, I, you know, some stability in his roster, mm-hmm. I, I guess. I mean, they still have quite a few portal guys. But um, I'm excited, too. I've been a lifelong Gopher fan for sure. Um, had a chance to go down and watch him practice, you know, last year. And uh, was just super impressed with with Coach Johnson. I've known Coach Thorson, uh, who runs their defense uh, for quite a few years, former De La Salle high school coach. Um, and their staff was awesome, welcoming, uh, very uh, humble. Um, so I, I'm I'm cheering for them because I think they're doing it the right way. I think they're trying to build it the right way. So hopefully they turn the corner this year and uh, can can keep it rolling in the years ahead. Couldn't agree more, Coach. Cautiously optimistic, and uh, we'll see if they can make any moves coming forward here in March. Getting back on the floor here for a few more for you before we'll get you uh, on and with the rest of your evening. So I want to talk specifically about 
whether it be uh, Henry Fambula, Caleb Hoyleen, you mentioned Ryan Schneider, Micah Posternich, the senior captains on your club. You've seen it, I'm sure, throughout the season from them, trying to keep the young guys believing in the belief in themselves that they could turn it around like you guys have. But looking ahead to such a tough test like you talked about coming up with Bethany on Friday night and then three home games left after that, what have you seen from your best senior groups in the past, whatever you know, duo, trio, whatever it may be from seniors that have led to success down the stretch? And what will you need to see from them or you're hoping to see from them where it may come off differently than from you or your assistants for what it's going to take to do enough to get into the UMAC tournament and then going from there. What do you want to see from the leaders on your club? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, The first thing that comes to mind is just, um, you know, you need to lead by example, you know, so the work ethic, uh, the attitude, um, enthusiasm, um, just bringing that each and every day to practice. just being a great example for the younger guys, getting in there early, getting shots up, um, which which these guys have done. And uh, all four of them uh, have a very calming presence about themselves, um, which I think is much needed too. And, and even as, you know, we were talking about it, and I know you guys are well aware too, you know, coming out of that crown game, you know, one and five. I mean, talk about your backs against the wall going into Morris that Saturday and and they just, you know, they've stayed the course. Uh, they stay, they've stayed calm. Uh, they've kept working hard, and um, you know, it, it's 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 paid off. So I, I think that's the biggest thing. Just they're they're doing a great job leading by example, as far as the work ethic, and they're staying calm, even in in tough situations and games. You know, they're not panicking, and guys are seeing that. Um, and then doing a good job leading the locker room because you're right, we're not always in the locker room as coaches, so they need to. They need to set the tone in the locker room, which they're doing also. But, you know, that's the blessing of this year. Having four four-year seniors um, is becoming more and more of a rarity in college basketball, to be honest. So these are guys who have been through a lot of battles, um, have been part of a lot of special moments, know what it takes. Uh, so I think they're able to relay that, um, you know, to the younger players or less experienced players on our team. And, and they've done a great job of that. It's a big weekend upcoming for your your playoff chances, obviously, and just wanting to continue to play good basketball. But you also have Hoops Hysteria on Saturday. And for those that don't know what that is, that's a pretty big day. For Northwestern, you get a lot of prospective students on campus. It's always just kind of fun, a good atmosphere. So always kind of a fun weekend as you get down towards the end of the season, right? Yeah, no, it's a great event admissions puts on. And yeah, we've had, you guys have been there. We've had some mm-hmm. tremendous crowds and atmospheres. In fact, I think last year was the game against Bethany, which you know ended mm-hmm. up being a, a two-point win or three-point win for us, and the crowd was amazing, and uh, obviously helped helped uh, propel us to that. Um, so yeah, I can't I can't wait, you know, for sure. And you know, we kind of, especially after that crown game, you know, we kind of said, "Boys, we're in our playoffs right now," you know. So we really have kind of approached each every one of these games, you know, like this is it, you know, this is a playoff game for us and the guys have responded really well. And, you know, we're kind of approaching it that way on, on Friday night, you know, it really is a playoff game for us. And uh, I don't like to use the term must win at that point, but, uh, but it is a playoff game and, and we need to come out with, with great effort, uh, great execution. Um, and then and hopefully that can propel us uh, to a win against obviously a, a really, really good team. 
Coach, we'll wrap with this. Obviously, you've been in the position that Bethany is in right now before where you're the front runner and you're trying to close out a regular season title, and now you get to play that from the other side of the coin. But all that is to be said, you are in the conversation with what you've done the last few weeks to have a chance to get into the postseason. When you look back at your past two decades plus at Northwestern, what is your favorite part about the February frenzy in the UMAC coming down the stretch? Because the March Madness is a privilege. You're not guaranteed March in any season. But specifically coming down the stretch in UMAC play, is there something that you've appreciated or that has stood out more over time now that you're 20-plus years into this? Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, I mean, every 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 game just gets magnified that much more. Um, and, and obviously, you think about Friday night, we have been on the other side of it. Obviously, Bethany... You know, it's trying that they beat us. They clinched the regular season title. Um, so obviously I'm sure Coach Garvin and their team is saying, hey, let's clinch this thing as soon as we can, as early as possible. So obviously there's big motivation there. You know, right now, I believe be owning the tie break over Morris, I think we're in the fifth spot. Um, you know, if the conference tournament was to start today, which means we're on the outside looking in. So obviously the game is of utmost importance to us too, to, to try to get into that top four. So yeah, it, it's fun basketball. I mean, it's special. And, you know, I, I told the guys that too. I mean, it's, 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 it's great to be in the mix, you know, it's great to be in the mix and have a shot to get in that top four. And that's what you're asking for, right? Getting that top four and, and uh, anything can happen. Um, and, and we've said that, you know, we feel like we have the team if we play like we're capable of that, you know, can knock off anybody, on our schedule, but obviously as we've proven, you know, anybody can knock us off, uh, us off too. So, um, so it's, it's a good place to be and, you know, you got to go out there and earn it. And uh, that's a great thing to great place to be in life. And, and uh, hopefully we'll do that. Hopefully we'll earn that, that, uh, that tournament spot and, and go from there. That is the beauty of UMAC basketball any given afternoon, any given evening. Coach, thank you so much for the time that you gave us. We really do appreciate it. Best of luck to your club down the stretch. I know we're looking forward to that big tilt on Friday, and uh, hopefully we get some real big crowds inside of the Erickson Center. Because if not now, when? I mean, if that place is not shaking and bumping as loud as it can the last two weekends, then I don't know what it'll take. But, again, thanks so much for the time. Yeah, no, let's pack it out, and I'll just put a plug in for the women's team too. Just yes. To- Yes. No big weekend, big weekend next two weekends for them too. So, uh, so yeah, great basketball. Yeah, come out, get out to the Erickson Center. It's going to be great games, great action, very meaningful games. So hopefully we will pack it out. Well, you you mentioned the women's games, Coach. I mean, is it almost harder for you to watch your daughter in those big games, and then you got to <laughs> flip the switch and say, "Now I got to coach my own team." Following this one, it, it is sometimes. I mean, yeah, obviously you guys know we we flip men, women as far as who starts first and definitely kind of easier to play first and then sit back, settle in and watch the game versus, uh, you know, playing second um, and actually having to miss some of the women's game too. So uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's a little nerve wracking for sure. Uh, but uh, cheering them on and uh, boy, they coach call again, you guys know this too, has done such an amazing job with our women's program and, and uh, yeah, excited to see, how their season finishes, obviously, for a lot of reasons. So, Absolutely. Again, Coach, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck the rest of the way. You bet. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.